You are listening to a message from Treeline Church, a life-giving church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you are in the Pittsburgh region, we would love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out treeline.church for times and location. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Hey everyone and welcome. We're so excited to have you here with us as we continue our Element series. Now things look a little bit different. I'm here with Garrett Blackford and he's our worship pastor here at Treeline and we're going to have a discussion about today's fruit of the Spirit. Today's element we're talking about is gentleness. Really excited about this one and um, really with this whole series as we've been talking about the different fruits of the Spirit, uh, we've been talking about how this is not something that we can really cultivate or manufacture in our own strength, yeah. but this really only comes when we stay connected to Jesus. Yeah. Um, they're the fruits of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit helps us develop these um, fruits, these attributes, these characteristics, or these elements, as we've called in this series, in our life that we can't do it in our own ability. Now, for some of you, you might be more prone um, to some of these more than others. Like, it might come mm-hmm. easier for you to develop these fruits. You know, right. when you think about gentleness or, or some of the other ones that we talked about, um, it might be a little easier. You might be more inclined to it. might be more wired for it, and some of them might be more difficult. And I think this yeah. gentleness one, as we dive into this, might be one that... Um, most of us, myself included, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let too, Garrett, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Gary speak for himself yeah. on this, what he, how he feels about it. But um, yeah. definitely take some work and definitely staying connected to Jesus to develop um, these fruits. So our, our text has been in Galatians. Take it away, Gary. Yeah, just like we've read in the past weeks. Um, uh, this is Galatians five twenty two through 23, and it says this. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and what we're talking about today, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. And as Garrett pointed out, uh, today's is the last Ness. It is the last Ness. Yeah, Not the, the last, Loch Ness. Not the Loch Ness, just the last Ness. But it's the last Ness. Gentleness. So it's the last Ness in the list. So yeah. if you've made it this far, we want to congratulate you for making it to the end of the Ness. It's a, well done. Yes, very good job. Well done. You, you've done it. Um, and as we talk about gentleness, I think this is a fruit of the Spirit that is really, um, it's undersold. You know, it's the fruit that just kind of, you know, gets looked over. It's the one that gets picked over. I don't know what you're, you know... I don't know what it, what's an unpopular fruit that people don't really really like. I mean, maybe, um, maybe put it in the comment section down there if yeah, you don't like. What's I the guess. one that gets picked over? It's that fruit that you don't like. You know, it's the one that no one really knows what to do with it. And so, yeah. um, and I think the reason this happens is where we get the word gentleness, and what's mentioned in the Bible is, is the same as the word meek or meekness. And, and many times people see meek as weak, but yeah. it's not. It's not. I think sometimes we kind of put this uh, on people who you know, we just see people who are gentle or as meek. Um, we see them as, as having a, some form of, of weakness, like it's a, it's a lack of something, and it's not. Right. Um, it's not. A, it's not a lack of strength. It's actually an exercise um, in strength and a restraint of strength. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to jump into and talk about gentleness. And we thought one of the greatest ways to do this is to take a look at someone who really demonstrates the fruits of the spirit and really someone who we should be modeling our lives after. Um, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> go Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Totally kidding. Um, <laughs> let's go Pens. They blew the season. Anyway, sure um, hopefully the, the Steelers do a little better. We're going to take a look at, at Jesus. At Jesus. Uh, and he couldn't even save the Pens season, or the Pirates for that matter. They're, they're <laughs> trash this year. It's just a dumpster it's fire. It's all a wash. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at, at Jesus and see um, what he has to say and how he demonstrates gentleness. And I think, Garrett, why this is sometimes difficult is we see all the complexities in Jesus and we see that Jesus, I mean, this guy was not a wet noodle. No. I mean, he was a man-man, man's man. And I mean, he really um, showed some brute force at times. And, you know, when we think about some of the stories of Jesus and we think, yeah, Jesus was gentle, but then maybe you've heard the story of um, Jesus. He he actually got really angry. He came into the temple one day and they were um, selling um, all of these things and they they shouldn't have been. It was like selling sacrifices so people didn't have to, you know, actually put the work in and didn't have to be a meaningful sacrifice, something that wasn't personal. It was like a shortcut so people would just come in, throw a few dollars down. Just selling things. Yeah, too. just getting the sacrifice. Yeah. And, and Jesus flips out. I mean, literally flips out. Yeah. He clears the temple. It says he flips the tables over. Um, he's so angry. And if you, maybe you don't know this story, you should go read it. He actually drives them out with a whip. And here's the here's the best part of this story. It's a whip that he made. I mean, come on, somebody. Jesus is sitting there making a whip. Put it I together. Mean, yeah, that's right. Come on. This is that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I mean, some of you were afraid, like when Dad got the belt out when you're a kid. Jesus just made a whip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's about to go down. And so, I mean, he really, um, you know, had that side of him where it was pretty serious. Or even the harsh words that he had for the religious leaders yeah. at the time, the the Pharisees and the people who were the religious leaders that should have been leading people to follow after God, and he, they were just all. About about outward appearances didn't really care about God yeah Yeah. and they were trying to trip Jesus up all the time and so he kind of threw down with them and he would even be direct with his own disciples Yeah, you know and we we talked a little bit uh, about that last week about Peter who was messing up all the time and he actually Mm -hmm. told him get behind me Satan we're like think you're having a bad day (laughs) Jesus just called this dude the devil I mean that's that's a bad day that's a bad day Jesus was just direct and um, one of my favorite stories Garrett and I Mm -hmm. were, were reminiscing about this as we were preparing for this talk um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is just because it's so ridiculous. There's this guy who's demon possessed, uh, and he has so many demons in him that they call themselves legion because there's so many demons. He has so many demons in him. And um, Jesus approaches this guy, and just at the presence of Jesus, he doesn't have to say anything. This guy just gets approached by Jesus with all these demons. The demons start freaking out, and they're like, Jesus, you know, they, you know he has all the authority, all the power to like cast them into the abyss. And so they ask Jesus, Please, can you cast us into these pigs? Instead, there's like a field of pigs. And so Jesus is like, all right, go ahead. And so we have demonic, you know, demonic possessed bacon at this point, all these pigs. And then what happens? They all (laughs) run off of a cliff right into the sea, right into the water. Yeah. Just crazy. And for me, the story is so ridiculous because can you imagine being like the pig farmer? Yeah, I was just just thinking about the farmer the whole time. Like, like, nobody told me about this. Thanks, Jesus. (laughs) You know, no one gets bacon now. I mean, just, just so yeah. incredible. And they just run off the cliff into the, into the water and yeah. they, they all drown. But that's the kind of guy Jesus was yeah. at his very presence. These demonic forces knew that it was just no joke. I mean, Jesus was nothing to mess with. Absolutely. But in all of this and all that he displayed and all of the power, all of the might, he still shows that he is gentle. We even see this in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, take my yoke upon you. This is Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. Mm-hmm. And you will find rest 
for your souls. I love this verse. And there's so much depth to that and so much we can take away from that. But just right there, Jesus using those words that he is gentle and, and just talking about some of the ways that Jesus displayed that gentleness. Yeah, absolutely. He was, um, when we look at even some of the miracles that he did or some of the stories found in scripture, we look at the woman at the well um, that Jesus approached. You know, first off, Jesus, a man being with a woman in the first place was so frowned upon and so just... Yeah, it's a big deal in that culture. A big yeah, deal. To approach yeah. someone, yeah. Absolutely. So, and he approached her with um, with gentleness and kindness. Um, when a lot of circumstances, it would just be throwing her under the bus. But he approached her with such uh, such kind words, uh, also stern words, but but kind and gentle words. Um, Jesus uh, was uh, he attracted a lot of children. Uh, yeah. You look at the feeding of the five thousand. Yeah, and uh, just kids coming in, kids being a part of the miracle. Yeah, you know, um, and I love that because the you know the disciples were like Jesus is too busy. Right? Yeah, like yeah. no kids get away. Sorry, like, this isn't have, about yeah, you know, this isn't about you. This is you know this is kingdoms. This is the this is the adult table you over there. But Jesus is like no, let let the kids come to me. Yeah, he just had that gentle side to him. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just amazing to see that. And, and, and I think we're, the takeaway here is that gentleness is not the absence of strength. It's, it's yeah. not the opposite side. It's not like, well, they have no strength. They're not strong. So they must be a weakling. Um, so therefore, they're gentle. And, and that's not the issue. And I think sometimes even as men, this can be a difficult conversation. But I, I don't think this excludes women either. But I mm-hmm. think maybe yeah. a little more culturally, men, you know, that were wired to that you've got to be tough. That you've got to get through it, that you got to grin and bear it, you know, that you've just got to man up, if you will, and just take care of business. Absolutely. And there's there's no side. And it may be really foreign to you, depending on how you were raised and what kind of home you were raised in and what kind of, um, you know, mother or father figure you had in your life. But gentleness isn't the absence of strength. And I think a great way to put this is if you think about rainfall and you think mm-hmm. about a farmer and the, their crops that they have, they, they need rain, right? And yeah. it, it's been a pretty yep. dry summer. We need some rain right now here. <sighs> in the Pittsburgh region. Um, but here's the thing about rain. Too much rain, too much strength in the rain, too strong of a storm is a bad thing, right? Yeah. It's going to destroy the crop. It's going to wash everything away. It's going to wash the soil away. It's going to flood. It's going to be really destructive. But you need the right amount of rain. You need a gentle rainfall to come and soak the soil. That's what's healthy and good for it. And so that's really an image of gentleness, that there has to be this level of a restraint. It's just the appropriate amount of strength. And that really is what gentleness is about. It's not a lack of strength. It's the appropriate amount of strength. And Jesus really demonstrated this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we see this with the woman at the well. We see this where he was, hey, she's living in a life of adultery. She's she's sleeping around. Let's just be honest and call it what it is. But Jesus knew all of this, and he still was so gentle with her, but he mm-hmm. used the appropriate amount of strength. He doesn't, like, approve of it. Like we said, right. Jesus wasn't just a wet noodle and just like, oh, well, if that's how you're going to live and that's your choice. No, he was like, he lets stop her know. doing that. Yeah. Yep. Don't do that anymore. He says, go and sin no more. Don't, don't do that. That's not mm-hmm. going to be beneficial to your life. He used the yeah. right amount of strength. He demonstrates this. And I've recognized this in, in my own life. And um, for many of you who know and have been around me for some time, and Garrett's actually known me since before I've had kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while. Um, and so I, I have um, four daughters at home now. Shout out to all the girl dads out there. And so for me, you know, I have to demonstrate this gentleness in my life, which doesn't come natural to me. You know, that I sometimes want to, you know, my girls know I'm strong. 
They know that I'm bigger than them. Um, they know even physically or just even emotionally and with my words, like I can really overpower and dominate them. And so I had to learn as a dad, you know, when I'd get angry, when I'd get upset or I was disappointed or even trying to correcting them, even if my motive was in the right place, yeah. I had to appropriately learn to be gentle. That I, I could overpower them, that I could come in like a baseball bat and try to, you know, wreck the situation instead of just coming to them in a loving, gentle way. Right. And it's just really letting Jesus demonstrate that for me, what that looks like, even being a dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's not using gentleness is saying, yeah, I've got the power, I, I've got the ability, I've got the ability to, to mow you over right now. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to use restraint and show gentleness. Yeah. And that takes strength. It really does. Absolutely. To be, be able to do that. Absolutely. Um, and really, in our culture, in our world, I don't know what you think, Garrett, right now. I mean, there's COVID going on. It's an election year. Like um, social media on. is just blown yeah. up. There's so much discontentment. And um, there's a total lack of a gentle response in our culture today. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Gentleness is not something that is cherished. It's not something that's applauded. It's not something that wins political elections. It's not the one that gets the retweets and the likes and all the comments and social media. Gentleness is not something that is really celebrated. It's not applauded in our culture. It's it's kind of the opposite. Um, And we see this, right? And, and, we see how important our response is with gentleness in Absolutely. Proverbs 15.1. Yeah, the book of wisdom. So Proverbs 15.1 says this. It says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I'm going to say that one more time. It says, good. a gentle answer deflects anger, uh, but harsh words make tempers flare. Um, and I know for me in my personal life that that last part of the phrase, but harsh words make tempers flare, yeah. re- resonates pretty well with me. I uh, I remember in college we were playing a pickup basketball game. That's something me and the college students and even some of the teachers would do on a regular basis. And um, I know there was a certain incident where <laughs> <laughs> the opposing player, one of my incidents, uh, where one of my uh, one of my college roommates actually uh, made my tempers flare, and I definitely didn't handle the situation correctly. Um, and you know, a gentle answer deflects anger, and it definitely didn't do that. I didn't didn't deal with that in the correct <laughs> the way. The harsh words made the temper flare. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't even just with me. I mean, that's something that even resonates with me now. But it's something that you know I acted in in kind of a ridiculous way and let my temper you know kind of get the best of me. And because of that, um, it was a lot of apologies that I had to make to people, even mm-hmm. some of my teachers. And there was no more basketball going on that day. We were kind of just done and. Um, I don't know, even resonates with me, resonates with me still now today. Um, But on the flip side of that, I know there have been situations in, uh, whether with work or with friends, uh, where uh, I've had the opportunity and the choice and, you know, definitely the opportunity to let my tempers flare and let my temper get the best of me. But um, in reality, looking back on those situations, it's... uh, it's a it's a choice that you have to make, and it's again like we were talking about. It's a lot harder um, than it seems. Yeah, isn't it amazing that the wisdom in the Bible translates today? That how long this yeah. was written? That it's yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, the harsh words, the angry response, the you know coming full power, and it it just throws gas on the fire. Absolutely. But that gentle response is like you know throwing the water on it. It's like cooling the situation down. It's like almost like people were surprised at the gentle response. Like, yeah, they're, they're not expecting. They're taking it back. Yeah. They're, they're ready. They're ready for you to like throw down. You come back and be like, you know, with a gentle response, and it's like, oh, 
you know, almost like shocks people out of like, you know, throwing the, the you know, making, making, you know, like this is fighting words. They kind of right? want, yeah. they kind of want to fight back. <laughs> yeah. That's what's expected. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not easy. Yeah. Oh, you know, no. A gentle response, gentleness, like so many of the fruits of the spirit, this is, this is not easy. It's, it's, you know, one thing for us to talk about this every week and say, we're going to develop these, but this is a tall order. And even, even as Christ followers, I think what we've got to understand that this is our responsibility Absolutely. because it's not just even with other people who are following after Jesus, but the world is watching us Yeah, that we have, we have the responsibility as Christ followers to be bearers of his image. That means that we are representing him to the world. Absolutely. I mean, you may be the only Jesus that people experience. You may be the only God that they come up against because they're never going to go to church. They're never going to watch Treeline online. Yep. They're never going to listen to a worship song. They're not going to do any of those things. And so they may only encounter and experience Jesus through you and through me and through Garrett. And so it's really yeah. important as Christ followers that we understand this and that we've got to cultivate gentleness in our lives in order to represent Christ to the world. It's something that we've got to do. Absolutely. We see these uh, this reminder, and this is this is pretty powerful stuff, and you might want to mm. buckle in for these next <laughs> couple patches of Scripture, because this was pretty much rocking my world as we were pre- prepping this to share this with you today. 1 Peter three fifteen and 16 says, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life, and if someone asks you your hope as a believer, always be ready mm. to explain it. Always be ready. If someone asks you, hey, why do you believe in Jesus? You need to always be able to tell them why it is that you believe in Jesus and what he's done for you. But I love in verse 16, Hmm. here's the clincher here, but do this in a gentle and respectful way that Mm -hmm. we're doing it. We're we're not trying to be harsh. We're not trying to cram Jesus down people's throat. We're not trying to beat them and be like, you're such a terrible sinner and doing horrible things. We should do it in a gentle way. And then it continues and says, keep your conscience clear. And I love Mm -hmm. this. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Gary and I were joking about this. It's like, you know, someone talking trash on you is going to feel guilty. People are going to be like, you know, talking trash on Garrett. Haven't you seen how, how gentle he is? Haven't you seen the response? Haven't you seen the good life that he has following after Jesus? And that's really where we've got to get as Christ followers. And let's just be real. I mean, that's really lacking today, isn't it? Oh my god! I mean, it's really lacking. We just, even as people who are say that they follow after Jesus, and I don't start with me. I'm not pointing any fingers. Let's start with me. Yeah. You know, this... We've got to be gentle and respectful of others as Christ followers, even people that we disagree with. And, and I really think that in our current culture, in our current society, with everything going on around us, and, and come on, there is no shortage of arguments. Just pick one. Yeah. Just pick the flavor of the moment. Open up social media anytime, <laughs> and we're either arguing about masks or not masks, and distancing, not social distancing, school in person, hybrid, the online, the election, Democrat, Republican, you yeah. know, all, all of the things, all the things that we want to argue about, all the social justice issues, all the different sides that people are picking, and all the things that people want to be right about, and there's just so much going on and it's it's just a total lack of a gentle response and and just if i can level for a moment if someone's not following after jesus if someone has yet to make a choice to follow after god and surrender their life to christ 
then there is no expectation for mm. them to display gentleness. There is no expectation for them to follow through with these fruits of the Spirit. Why? This is for people who have said yes to following God. Yeah. This is for yes, people who have said yes to surrendering their life to Jesus. Mm. And when we do that, we have an obligation. We have a responsibility and a choice, really, not out of obligation, but out of a heart of worship. Absolutely. Saying, God, I love you so much. You've done so much for me. Now, my response to you, my act of worship is not just singing songs. It's not just coming to church. Yes. It's not just giving financially. It's how I live my life. Yes. And That's so we, we've got to do that even in our response, even so other people might not be gentle, but we've got to be gentle as Christ followers. Mm. And really kind of the final word in this is, is in Titus, Titus three. And this one is just like, you know, the drop the mic moment here and when Definitely. it comes to gentleness. And, and this one hurts. This one stings. I mean, I read this as we were prepping and reading this through a few times. I'm like, it just hurts, right? It just hurts. And it says this, remind the believers. So that's people who are following after Jesus. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. Oh, ouch, right? They should be obedient and always ready to do what is good. All right, that's already painful. It gets worse. Buckle in. Are you ready? <laughs> they must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Hmm. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Ouch. Right? Can we just all take a moment in the collective ouch on that? And I even love the, the amplified version of this. In the Amplified Bible, it says it this way. Unqualified consideration and courtesy towards everyone. Mm. And we kind of hit on this last week that with kindness, you can't just be kind to people who are kind to you. That's not what Jesus de demonstrates. That's not what he has showed us. That's not the example that we're supposed to follow, yeah, right? Exactly. But that we have to be gentle with everyone. Yeah. That means we have to be gentle with people we disagree with. Yep. Right? It means yeah. we have to be gentle with people who we totally disagree with politically, who we disagree with how things with COVID are being handled, how they're making decisions at our schools. We have to be, mm. we have to be, we have to be gentle with them. We have to be gentle with people we play pickup basketball games with, yep. right, Garrett? <laughs> sure do. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have another incident, right? I mean, you ruined basketball the whole day for everyone. I did. Yeah, Everybody was a, done. At a actually, never again at that college. They nope. just never. Done. They, they slashed all the basketballs. And yeah. that was it. No, I'm just kidding. No, they didn't. But we've got to be gentle with everyone. Yeah. It's not something that's optional. And I think even Garrett's story, you know, sharing that, and I think that's a great illustration. And maybe you felt that in sports, but maybe it's not been sports for you. Yeah. Maybe someone pushes you buttons. Maybe it's a spouse or a kid that just grates on your last nerve. Maybe it's a, a coworker or someone you feels made a bad decision or a political leader, or a politician who you totally disagree with. You don't agree with their ideology. You don't agree with their personality. Mm. You don't agree with their choices or their voting record. God doesn't say that you get a pass on being gentle in your response to them. Yeah. Being gentle to everyone means everyone. Yeah. I mean, you don't mince words here in the Bible. Be gentle to everyone, even people, unqualified consideration that they don't mm. deserve your gentleness. They don't deserve, they should get the wrath. They should feel the strength, right? Yeah. And, and really, I think what makes this really difficult with this gentleness thing is this idea that, you know, 
I'm just not wired that way. Have you ever heard people say that? Yeah, before? That, makes, yeah, yeah that, make I, that excuse. Yeah, I'm just not gentle. You know, I, I I just say it as it is. I call them as I see it. Right. Well, yeah. that, that's not really a fruit of the spirit. It'd be nice if it was. But see, looked a couple times. Yeah, it's yeah, not in there. Yeah. <laughs> we checked. We were trying to find. You know, but it's not in there. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's so important that we are gentle, even if we're not wired that way. Even yeah. if it's not your natural response, we can't hide behind our preferences. We can't hide behind the way that we have been raised. We can't hide behind our preferences and say, well, you know, I'm just, it's just, I've never been gentle. This is how Mm -hmm. I am. I don't do the kids glove thing. You know, I just, I'm the wrecking ball, right? I just come in and blow the situation, let the pieces where they may, wherever (laughs) it falls, you know, boom, goes the dynamite. And that's, that's not who God has called us to be. Yeah. We have got to cultivate gentleness, which is not a lack of strength. It actually takes more strength to show that restraint and show that gentleness. And really, when someone doesn't deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a few ways as we wrap up today that we can get practical with this. Yeah. What, what can we do when it comes to being gentle? How, how, how do we live this out in our lives? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, I think the first way we can do that, it's super practical, but just praying and asking God for help. Um, and being gentle. Yeah. Um, like we've been talking about, like being gentle isn't, you know, isn't like a normal quality for us. And that's why it's called a fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah. It's, it's not in our own strength. We can try and try and try to be as good as we can. Like, I'm and, trying to be gentle over yeah. here, Garrett. And then I yeah. snap it in half. And love and joy and peace. And <laughs> I am loving you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we can strive and try to do all these things in our own strength. But the reality is we can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So no doubt. just praying and asking God for help and being gentle and not again, not just being gentle, but in all of the other um, all the other fruits of the spirit. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, we got to start there. We need we need God's help. And, and I think, you know, the second part of that, a way that we can make this practical is really use the, the Titus three as a filter. Hmm. Some of you need to write that one down. Titus 3, 1 and 2. Titus 3, Titus 3. Maybe you put it on that. a post-it note, put yeah. it in your notes, or read it Put it, it on your day. phone, whatever you need to do. Titus 3, you need to see that. I need to see that. That needs to become the filter. We need to filter our reactions. We mm. need to got to filter our relationships. Yep. Hey, somebody, we need to filter our posts on social media through Titus. Second three. that and yeah. third that and fourth that. We've got, we've got <laughs> to run that through that filter yeah. to, we've got to be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Yeah. Everyone, yep. unqualified consideration, even if they don't deserve it. Titus 3 has got to be the filter. It was we as Christ followers. Mm-hmm. Am I being gentle? Am I responding with the appropriate amount of strength? Remember, gentleness isn't being a wet noodle. Yeah. Remember, Jesus, as you said, when he responded to the woman at the well who was living in sin, he just didn't, you know, oh, well. No, he responded with the appropriate strength, but he didn't come in guns blazing. He wasn't like, you horrible sinner, you're going to burn in hell and God hates you and what you're doing. No, he was gentle with her. Yeah. But then he used the appropriate amount of strength and said, hey, you kind of got to stop that destructive behavior. Yeah. And so we can do that. We can respond to people. It doesn't mean roll over. It doesn't mean let people walk all over you, mm-hmm. but it does mean adjusting our heart, our attitude and our approach and our response and how we respond to people. Yeah. So I know this is a tif- difficult one. This is a tough one. That's why I asked Garrett to help me out today with this one because I was like, I need some help. So I'm not the only one up here struggling with gentleness. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll struggle together in being gentle. Yeah. And I just want to pray for us as, as we wrap up today. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you, uh, Lord, for your love for us, that you care deeply about us. 
Jesus, I thank you for the demonstration that you gave, that you've gentle. And you said that we could follow after you, that we could pick up your yoke, that you, mm-hmm. that your burden is light, that it's easy, God, that you, you want to help us out, that we don't have to do it on our own, that you said you were gentle with us, Jesus. God, I pray that you would help us to cultivate that in our own lives. Mm-hmm. God, I, I just pray that maybe even some of the wounds of the past or the way that we were raised, God, that what we were taught in our home, maybe even as men, what we were what we were programmed to believe and think of what we had to do and what we had to be and how we had to act and react in a certain way to show strength and be strong. God, I just pray that we would just, that would just fall away, that you would heal us, that God, you would begin to change that mindset and we would not see gentleness and meekness as weakness, but God, that we would see it as the strength that it is and showing mm-hmm. that true restraint and using that appropriate strength, God. God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're doing in this series as we learn about these fruits of the Spirit, knowing that we can't do it in our own strength and our own ability. But Jesus, that you are with us. Amen. Friends, I just want to let you know today that we're here for you. I don't know if Tree Line's your church. It doesn't matter. We're here for you. If you need any prayer, if you're going through something difficult, if COVID just really got you down, if you're struggling with something, if there's some needs that we can meet, we're here for you. We love you guys. We we miss meeting together. I don't know if you were at the park with us last week. Uh, I know this week we're not there, but next week we'll be at the park. If you're comfortable coming out um, with us at Cecil Park, it's going to be a good time. We encourage you to come out and check that out. Um, But just want to say thank you guys so much. Um, for joining us and we'll see you again soon. Yep. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at treeline.church or on social media. Our mission is to see family trees changed by a lifelong relationship with Jesus. We hope you can listen or join us next week.